back entertaining. John's coming in. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Yep, just put that. Oh, man. Ordering an Uber is so fucking challenging. What's that? Is there ever going to be more than four people in here? No. No, not anymore. All right. Laptop, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You'll be Grab right a seat here. right there. Yeah. All right, boys. I know this is a 24-hour gig, man, so... Uh, oh, appreciate oh, it. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Thank he brings you. gifts. I love it. I'm getting into that right now. Can I get into that right now? You want peach tea or want tea lemonade? Peach tea. Peach tea it is. Always peach tea. Would you have, what would you have picked? Yes, please. Sorry, guys. We're I, doing a little housekeeping here. I would have picked Monster. I don't care what the flavor is. Cheers. Oh, shit. All right. Hold on. Give me a fuck. Just. <laughs> All right. Fine. Cheers. Yeah, right? Uh, boom. All right. Got Jeremiah Milton in the house. I've been dying to fucking talk to you. Uh, we here, baby. Let's get it. Man. Peach tea. All right. I'm in. I'm in. But you're not drinking. Nah, man. You know, I'm not drinking. What the fuck? He's Wait a minute. Going to sleep. Time, man. You know, I, I got to lay it down, man. Oh, all right. That's yeah, a good. All right. Yeah. That's fair. We got another one. We're stuck here till 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Really we have seven. Man. That's the countdown clock. We have seven more hours of this nonsense. Ooh. It's crazy. Hey, y'all go for it. Travis is behind the decks. All right. Let me take a. Let me. That those ones are delicious. Oh my they're god, they're way better than any other monster drink, dude. Well, let's see what it does for you first. Mm. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, can we just start this off by for the people that are not acquainted with Jeremiah Milton? Um, can you play the video clip? Do you have it? No. Oh, George thought you did. No, I don't have George! It. I've been well, lied we're gonna, to. We're going to get the clip. It might be the... Do we not have a video clip of the knockout from Jeremiah? Oh, we're just going to pull it up on Oh, oh, yeah, just pull it up then. Okay, okay yeah. I mean, it is... If you're not already a fan, you will be because this is insane. Insane. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Let me share Whatever. it really quick. We don't run a professional operation here. Just if, I don't know if you were expecting like ESPN. If, if I have quality, all the information, that's John, not here. Um, we're not. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh. Look at this. We'll take it back. Start start that over. This is the sickest. <laughs> that's it. He's. That's literally like. What and at that point, KO'd stiff. Yeah. But you know what? To me, is more. Look at this. Fucking devastating. Jesus, you know what's more impressive than the knockout is you didn't take the kill shot, mm. and that's what I told Mike. That that said to me says so much about your character, you as a person, you as a competitor. Like you could have thrown one more punch to add to your highlight reel and make you like, but you knew you already did. You did it. You already did it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that was the, the beauty of the moment, you know, because uh, me and Mike, we actually talked about this. Mike was in the corner. Uh, we talked about it after the fight, you know, because I was like, yo, man, like, 
should I have hit him one more time, you know? And uh, he was like, nah, you absolutely did the right thing in the moment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And the main, that was my first TV fight, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to go out there and make a statement. Yeah. And know? I don't think you would have been, I wouldn't have been mad at you if you took the shot because your job is also fighting until the ref steps in. He hadn't stepped in yet. But you knew you did it, man. And yeah. you didn't need to take it. And it's, you know, it's really. I think it's a cool thing, you know? No, I appreciate that. And I mean, that's exactly, you know, I can only be myself when I get in the ring. That's how I, you know, kind of been telling people lately, you know, and in that moment, you know, I realized like, hey, yo, you know, it's over with, you know what I'm saying? Something is, looked like he was having a seizure or something to me. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it just, in that instance, you know what I'm saying? I just said, yeah. hey, it's over. You and inside, are you like fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I mean, shocked at yourself. Like, I mean, you, I know you know you have the power, but like that, that is a reaction nah, to you, a punch. You know, I mean, um, looking back on it, you know, I think a lot of different things. But in the moment, nah, nah, not even like uh, in the moment. I'm just waiting to see what he's gonna do next. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm, I'm really just assessing the whole situation. But I knew the ref needed to step in because a lot of people, you know, they think okay. When you hit a guy with like a punch like that, you know, do you think, um, you know, does it do something to you or something like that? Like, no, nah, I don't. It don't do anything to you to make you be like, oh, that's just crazy. But, you know, in the moment, in the heat of the fight, you know, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm in complete control. So I just decided, right? So, you know, what I'm saying to take a look. You know? Yeah. And I was reading an article about it, and you, it, you said you had a some about a, a fighter in Poland or somewhere else that something happened, like a 19 year old amateur fighter. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, like this thing about it is boxing is uh, it's it's unlike any other sport. It's not really even a sport. Like you really got to decide to do this. Um, and there was a kid had died in the ring, you know. So like, uh, you don't want nobody to, you know, you don't want that on your conscience or anything like that. You don't want that on your hands, um, you know. And uh, this was one of those moments to where like I felt like I just, you know, needed to somebody, you know, the ref had a bad angle. He couldn't see what I was looking at. And so whenever I seen him, he was completely out, legs stiff, you know what I'm saying? Anything that happened in there, you know, this wasn't a life-changing, you know, fight um, for as far as that man still got to get home to his family and stuff. Right. So in that moment, like I said, I can't say I'll ever do anything like that again, Yeah. you know, but in that moment, I just decided, hey, that's it. And he did go home to his family. He was okay. Absolutely. That's, you know, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Um, so now, right now, um, we just looking at a, hopefully another date uh, soon. We were supposed to be fighting uh, next weekend, but um, a couple things, you know what I'm saying, just kind of kept that from happening uh, at the moment. So, uh, you know, I, but I'm just, I'm, st I'm steady working. You know, I've just got done sparring with uh, Pulev, uh, another top 10 heavyweight in, in the world. Uh, so I, I'm just, I'm ready for any dates, you know, and I'm just watching. I would imagine no one's um, volunteering. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, right? A blessing and a curse. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, for one, like, you know, after that fight, it really gave me a, a bigger push uh, as far as my name and yeah. stuff and people, like, figuring out who I am. Mm -hmm. But also, like I say... Um, they yeah, figured out who you are. <laughs> they figured out who I was. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. yeah, good news, bad news, right? Good news, bad news. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And how'd you come up with, what is the story behind Dreamland? Oh, yeah, Dreamland, man, that's significant to me. So I even got it tatted on me right there before I went by it. Um, it's it's about my, my city um, and who I am as a person, what I represent. So Dreamland was a theater in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black mm. Wall Street, you know, and it was burned down during, um, you know, the mascot there. But, um, you know, when I reference to it, I reference to, like, you know, what it was, you know what I'm saying, before all the trauma and everything. So, like, when people talk about Dreamland, it was a theater where they go and they watch performances and movies and stuff like that. So you go watch 
pe place for people to gather, you know what I'm saying? So like when you see me, I'm the show, you know what I'm saying? So welcome to the show. When you come see me, I'm sending dudes to Dreamland as, yeah, as well. Like that. And are you mm -hmm. from Oklahoma? Yeah, born and raised, Tulsa, wow. Oklahoma. I uh, I lived for about seven years in Branson, Missouri, and uh -huh. I would drive from at the. I was from LA originally, so I would drive across the country from LA to Branson and back like twice Ooh. a year. It's brutal, but I would drive through Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people drive through there. Don't stop too often, but right. it's, a, it's a good little city, you know what I'm saying? And you live here now? Yeah, been out here for like two years. How do you like it? I love it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Vegas is just land of opportunities when it comes to the boxing. You know, I've had opportunities to you know brush past with a lot of the top guys and I've been able to travel out here pretty easily. Um, you know, Vegas is pretty simple. It is what you can make it what you want to make it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, people don't realize that. Like you probably, you might even talk to some friends back home, and they they might they might all say, "I could never live in Vegas." Do you get that? I get that all the time. Oh yeah, like well, we live uh, yeah. sleeping next to a slot machine or something. Yeah, you know, I got one like right by my bed. You know, so. right. Uh, but uh, my dude Grant was just in town. He was like, "Man, how do you stay here?" I guess it was his first time out here or something. But uh, I'm like, "Bro, I just stay in the house, man. Like, right. I go grocery shopping. I do what I do." Yeah, you can you go weeks here without going to the strip. <laughs> nah, people you don't still, realize that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't have to go out there. You want to go out there, you are gonna spend some money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you just be ready. Yeah. For all that. How long you been fighting for? Uh, so I've been boxing now for five years total. Okay. Uh, three years amateur and two years as a professional. Okay. Um, Within that three years as an amateur, you know, I made it onto Team USA, um, was offered the alternate position, decided to go pro. Uh, we turned pro as the pandemic kicked off. So everybody was put on pause. Wow. Um, things were just really slow. But in that time, you know what I'm saying, I got to, you know, come out here and really just get my name popping off in the gyms first. So, you know, amongst like, you know, a lot of the gyms in different places around the country and stuff, I've, I've just been sparring a lot. Um, and so now, yeah, we're four and zero now, and you know it's it's progressing. It's going to where it should be. Yeah, yeah. Four and zero, and correct me if I'm wrong. Three round ones. Yeah, all three. Yeah, three fights, three round one knockouts. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. people do research, John. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I like that. I like that, Adam. You know, I need to know. Yeah. I need to know these things. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I used to play football. I knew that too. Absolutely. Jeez. Yeah. Man's on yeah. top of it. Tight end, wide receiver. Defensive end. Defensive end. Oh, I shit. Say nothing. I ain't got to say nothing over here. Yeah. Yeah. Defensive yeah. end over here. Wow. Well, Where'd right. you go to school? I actually don't know. Actually, uh, a D Division II school, uh, Northeastern State back in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. I had some D1AA offers and stuff like that, but what people don't realize is I was actually a late start to football as well. Um, you know, I only played my, my senior year, and next thing you know, I'm going to college for it, um, and I'm starting, I'm doing really well, and I decided to walk away from football and really go back into boxing. Was that a hard decision? Nah, well, you know what, it, leaving my team and stuff like that, and you know, yeah, in my younger age, but like, once I left, I knew I was gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I knew I didn't really want to go back. I missed playing. I missed, I, I love the lights. You know what I'm saying? When it come down to even boxing or something like that, I love the excitement, love the crowd, the energy that you feel, you know, as a competitor. Um, so, yeah, I just, that was the hardest part was just not competing, finding my next um, thing right. to dig into. Yeah. You know, one of the things about boxing and MMA and, and tennis, you know, I'm just using examples. That's a your, weird trio no, you just no, picked, but yeah. No, because, no, because you're by yourself. <laughs> Boxing, your, MMA, and tennis no, is always the same sentence. You're oh, by yourself. Okay, fair it's enough. It's a solo sport. Yeah. And yeah. you came from football to that. Was that a big change for you? Because obviously nah, football, you had I was, the teammates. I was a high school wrestler, you know what I'm saying? That was my first um, mm. That was my first little uh, inclination into like combats. You yep. know what I'm saying? Competitive combats. And uh, 
you know, I love that because <clears throat> at the end of the day, if I lost a wrestling match, then it's something I did, you know what I'm saying? I could look, I could tweak things, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, in football, you know, we didn't have the best team, you know what I'm saying? We were very not close to the best at all, but I always <laughs> felt great, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I always put up a lot of plays. You did your part. You got to do your 111, as they would say. But like, while I'm over here defending my side, <laughs> something going bad over there, offense ain't rolling, we just losing. Like, I, I, I just couldn't stand that feeling. And uh, so like, I wanted to, you know, get back control. I want to take the control back. And that's kind of like, you know, what you can do in boxing. This you and another man getting into the ring and, you know. Right, it's all on you. It's all on you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I, I like that type of pressure because I, you know, I, I strive to be great, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I know I'm not gonna let myself down in those areas. And if I come up short, then I could figure it out. Do you feel like you've been tested yet in the ring? Uh, no, uh, I would say like, you know, every fight is, you know, come on its own certain difficulties and stuff like that. But I say like, you know, I, I get a lot of my tests in the gym, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm sparring with the best right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is just staying, that's keeping me more ready for what's going to be coming at me. So like, you know, I have to, you, in boxing, you know what I'm saying? You have to take your steps, you know what I'm saying? You have to learn and grow and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, you know, not no offense to anybody that I fought, but you know, I'm gonna treat them as such because um, you know, once you're performing at a high level, you know what I'm saying, you have this this confidence as a high level. So in an actual fight, you know what I'm saying, we haven't got to that. It, it's only gonna get harder. It's not gonna get any easier. You know what I'm saying? But I'm only gonna be perfecting myself more to bring more. Right. You know? Right. Just remember when you get at the Wembley Stadium to fight Tyson Fury, just remember us. <laughs> remember us for tickets and, and everything else. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If, if Tyson don't get them all sold, man. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, right? Yeah, 85,000. That's mad. Yeah, that's Three insane. Hours. That is crazy. So are you a family man? A family out here or just by uh, yourself? Nah, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a family dude. You know what I'm saying? I, I love all my people, but, you know, I'm, I'm also... It's a solo type mission that I'm on right now. Um, so uh, yeah, I moved out here by myself. Uh, I don't have any family or nothing like that out here, which is good because uh, you know you don't have those people pulling for you. you right. Know what I'm saying like here it is right now. It's a Friday night. You know what I'm saying, and I wouldn't be anywhere else. You know what I'm saying. I'd be actually in the house getting my rest on or whatever. So like no distractions. You know mm -hmm. all. You know the more you sacrifice in this sport, the more you're gonna get out. You know. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's soul focus, right? I mean, it has to be that. Yeah, yeah. All boxing all the time, right? Yeah, for sure. Pretty much. For sure. And I mean, you, you see a lot of guys, um, you know, and you think of like a Floyd Mayweather or something like that. You, you imagine the sacrifices he had to make uh, because, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in life that, you know, life problems, you know what I'm sure. saying? Like you, you have to be over here because life hits you here. Here, right. even if it's not you directly, family, friends, whatever, and you, you, they well, need look you. Look at Greg. Look at yeah. his Greg, who is a, a acquaintance of ours, who yeah. was his uh, Floyd's bodyguard. bodyguard. Yeah. Took a bullet for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. See, yeah. took a bullet for him. Yeah. You In know. Miami, right? Was it? I think. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. You're yeah. the research guy. I'm sorry. What I happened? Apologize. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that statement. Right. Okay. He brought up Floyd. I wasn't prepared right. for that. Okay. I understand. I'm sorry, John. So I you don't apologize. do research on the fly in real time. You're more of a prep guy. No, I do it. It's on the okay. Fly. I'm not picking on you. Oh, fucking hell. 
<laughs> we're like an old married couple. Hey, we, hey, all we do is bicker and fight. We don't sleep together. You know, <laughs> we've known each other yeah. for forty-two years. Yes. Hey, that's all right. Man. Yeah, that's what's up. That's a good friendship. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Okay. Now you're looking it up because you want to know. No, I'm not. I know how you know. I know how you. I'm checking my uh, social media. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, are you? Did you ever dabble in MMA? I know. I know you wrestled, but yeah, uh, you know what's what's great? I had eight canceled fights. Um, I never, Eight canceled fights. I never fought one MMA bout, but I was trying wow. my ass off for it. Really? What happened? It's just you know what? I mean, look at him. That's what happened. Nobody wants it. That that's a part of it. I mean, um, and there's no circuit for uh, MMA like there is a uh, uh, boxing. So like you know, the plan was to, to fight an amateur fight, then go pro. You know what I'm saying? And we just couldn't even get an amateur fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so. You know, we tried to go a couple pro routes, and it just didn't happen. But I'm grateful for that because once I really started doing my own research, then I was like, yeah, I stopped. And then I was like, yo, I'm still wanting to do something. So I got back into boxing, and there's a circuit for boxing. So I started with the amateurs, you know, with Olympic goals in mind. And, uh, yo, and then we are today with the pro stuff. Yeah, yeah. So... I always try to push everyone into MMA because I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like boxing too, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just over the last years, you know, but I feel like boxing's f making a comeback this last few years. You know, I feel like it's gotten more exciting for, uh, you know, for the, for the, let's call it the casual fan, you know? For yeah, the you know what? There's a lot more, there's a lot more characters, you know, now um, they're able to kind of like, you know, push, uh, push it out. You know, we just need to make sure that these fights are happening. So like the people that are making the noise need to make sure they're fighting each other. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's one thing boxing can you know, improve on is like, you know, the political sides of it, which it might be like uh, business and something else that might be, it might not even be the fighters, it might just be a business tip that don't let it happen. But, right. but yeah, we need these fights to happen. Yeah. So we've talked to a lot of <coughs> boxers about this and I like getting their opinion. What is your opinion on Jake Paul? Uh, yeah, no opinion at all. Um, you know what? Like uh, he has completely, you know, it's like sometimes you, be like ah yeah he's not any good and then you're like okay whatever like his thing is he's making a name for himself um on huge platforms and he's starting off on huge platforms so like guys that you know i, I did a whole amateur circuit three right. years you know what i'm saying but people have been fighting their whole life some some guys i fought and beat they've been fighting since they were eight years old you know so they feel some type of way whenever i'm doing you know more than them themselves you know but like you know, you can't be too mad at the kid because he's doing a lot of things for the sport, too. You know, he's bringing a whole new audience to it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's he's learning on the job, which is what most people would do. They just wouldn't do it in front of a sold-out, like, Tampa Stadium. And so as the main event. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of people, like, wanting to know why is he getting this? Why is it, it, We in the entertainment business, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to find a way to put ass in the seat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm in my own lane. I'm looking at guys that are like actually, you know, that I would actually see myself fighting with. I don't see myself fighting with a Jake Paul. You know? He's not stepping in there with you. Nah, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, he, he has brains. Let me yeah, tell you. that's that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Great, great for the sport. No disrespect to them. You know, just not a factor in my life. Right. I mean, why would it be? Right. Who were some of your favorite boxers over the years that uh, that you you liked following? Uh, you know what? First off, you gotta give a huge shout out to like Muhammad Ali, of course. You know yep. because uh, you know his life and just everything like that was just motivational. Um, but you know, I've I've always you know watched you know boxing as like uh, 
like a timeline. So I start with like the old school fighters, then I get into like, you know, the more modern fighters and it's like a book, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm studying everybody. Right now my favorite has to be Canelo. Uh, you know, I actually got to spend some time out there and camp with them. And I seen the way, you know, he trains and mm -hmm. you know what they do in their program. So that was really big and you know, Eddie was giving me some tips and so like yeah, I watch I watch just about everybody. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of great guys to pull from man, boxing. You know what I'm saying? You can find somebody that's doing something that you like. Yeah. Did I read Triple G's coming back? Did I see that or no? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think he got a fight um, with um, some dude. I, I forgot the guy. I'm going to do it on the fly. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. See, I hurt his feelings now. I hurt his feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, and you mentioned Muhammad Ali, and um, I was very fortunate in, um, to spend a lot of time with with Muhammad Ali and, and uh, Howard Bingham, who was his yeah, photographer, photographer yeah. for mm. passed away about four years ago now. But, um, you know, and this is obviously later in his life, as, but one of the most just inspirational people I've ever met in my life. Right. And there are very few people, I think, who can walk into a room, not say a thing, and take over the room. Absolutely. And he was that person. Absolutely. Even if people didn't know who he was, which... Everybody knew who he was. It was just something amazing to see. Um, and I know you had some. Yeah, I mean, my dad was tight uh, with Muhammad Ali of the year. My dad was a famous singer in the 70s. His name's Tony Orlando. You'd have to ask. How old are you? Uh, I'm 27. You got to ask grandma. I don't even think you can ask mom. You got to ask Tony grandma Orlando. if she's still around. Yeah. He was a singer uh, in the 70s, and he had a TV show, a variety show in the 70s for three years. Um, and uh, and he was really tight uh, with, with Ali. Um, uh, George, we don't have that clip, do we? That that you played on the boxing voice. I can find it. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I met Ali when I was like seven, when I was a little kid, and then saw him again uh, multiple times in my life. But the last time I saw him, you know, he wasn't doing so well. Um, you know, the the Parkinson's. But um, it was probably in the late '90s, I think, the last time I saw him. Uh, but still sense of humor, you know, he had tremors and stuff, but sense of humor didn't doing magic tricks for kids and <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a really interesting guy, really cool guy, you know, very charismatic and obviously, you know, one of the best to ever do it, if not the best to ever do it. Yeah, you know, some people just transcend the sport, um, they transcend sports, you know, they're bigger than sports. Uh, they're, so like, you know, mom and Ali being one of those guys, of course, um, you know, but I like to, I like to pattern my life off of people. You know what I'm saying? That had, you know, huge impacts and stuff like that. You know, I like the I got I draw I draw inspiration from those guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? From and they don't even have to be sportsmen, you know what I'm saying? Just people who stood for something and they didn't they didn't move off of that. Right. And Triple G is they're talking uh Canelo, Triple G. Oh, again? Run it back thought, again? Yeah, third time. Do you think Triple G won the first time? Uh well, you know what? I that fight, I watched both of those fights so many times. And yeah, you know what? Like I, I can say it was probably a draw, but I could see if it wasn't a draw, if I had to pick one of them, it would have been Triple G that night. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, the draw was there. You know, the scores were crazy. From uh, what's her name? She she did some wild. She stuff. always gets it wrong. Yeah, right? yeah. I think she got bird. Moved. Bird. Yeah, bird. Adeline yeah. Bird. Oh man, always gets it wrong. She judges a lot of <laughs> MMA fights, Ooh. which is the. <laughs> Which is crazy because yeah, that's a whole nother. Even out of that's fairness to her, like I just feel like she doesn't really know what she's looking well, at, but, you know. But in in boxing, the point system is more is well, it's not well defined, but it's defined. 
Yes. You go to MMA, there's no definition. It's so subjective. Of, of yeah, you know, yeah. How much do you value a takedown and ground control? There's so many different factors, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's one thing, you know, that the sports can definitely clean up on, man, is like some of these decisions. Uh, yeah. But um, that's why you just knock them out. You yeah, know? we don't do that. It's just easier. Don't, don't, don't even do it's easier. You know, yeah, don't leave it to the judges, man. No, you, overtime. you don't want to make these people work hard. Yeah. Here's a fun clip. This is from the 70s. Uh, my dad was oh. on this talk show. You lied to me, George. Everyone <laughs> lies to me here. Adam lies. George lies. It's OK. Uh, but yeah, there was a there was a uh, a talk show host. Her name was uh, Dinah Shore. And she had a very famous uh, popular talk so show. Dinah Shore opened. No, oh, a golf classic, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so my dad, this was actually my first, my dad, so my dad, like I said, uh, they were on the same network, Dinah and my dad, and uh, he got word that Ali was on the show, and so he took it upon himself to just go down onto the <laughs> stage and, and meet uh, Muhammad so, Ali. Give one sec, George. Yeah. So give you a like, perspective, in the 70s, his dad could not walk in New York without being mobbed by anywhere people. really anywhere yeah but new york especially yeah my dad like i would say the equivalent like is famous as like a uh as like even like a justin bieber, bieber is or, like, you oh, know what? yeah like that it's big in the, the 70s uh, and you got to remember this is before, before social, social media, media before the internet before cable tv uh, even before fox as a uh, network there was just abc nbc cbs just three networks. So even if you didn't like my dad, you probably had to watch his TV show because there's only two other choices, you know? So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Play, play the... Uh, you can fast forward to... I got it. Yeah, all right. Oh, you know, I feel like I've seen this. Yeah? What is this? <laughs> sucker talks too much. <laughs> hey, your dad got a shuffle to him. It's a bad man in this suit. That's good, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was his first time meeting Ali. And, uh, well, first time. Yeah, and he decides to throw hands with him. You know, it was crazy. My dad had a death wish. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, and they became really good friends. Uh, you know, for their their you know Ali's whole life. That's after awesome. That. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. That's yeah, pretty dope. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back then, you know who um, Ali's bodyguard was, Mr. T. <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah, Mr. T. Did you know, Mike, that Mr. T was even a bodyguard? Yeah. Did Julian, did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was Ali's bodyguard. Yeah, I sent it to Randall. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Julian, you want to jump in? Do you do you have any? Yeah. So Julian is a UFC fighter. He's a middleweight in the UFC. It's weird. The weights for uh, MMA to boxing, like, don't even translate. He's a 185er. He's a middleweight. And in boxing, what's a middleweight? Like 165? Oh, 160, right? Yeah, like yeah, Hearns. And totally Hearns was a middleweight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on with you, bro? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, have you seen that knockout? Yeah, I have seen that knockout where... Uh, Stiff. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. You know, like, those are kind of like those knockouts that we probably won't see that guy fight again. You know, like those are the type of knockouts, and those are scary, that's scary as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yo, he should definitely not fight again. You know, he should be done. It's yeah. crazy, and mm. you sit there, and, and we we had this conversation um, about like, like I love Donald Cerrone, but 
his career kind of went down mm. after he started getting knocked out with right. vicious yeah, style yeah. knockouts right. and just going from there and further and further and it's like you can't yeah you can't do that yeah, keep, you know you like you know what huge cowboy surrounding fan myself you know what i'm saying that dude was, i loved watching him come out man just something about his spirit um but yeah man you know once you start like looking like that man that's one thing about this sport don't let it retire you any type of competitive sports man like you know i got my youth on my side you know i'm young i'm strong I'm able to do this, and I'm able to give it everything I got, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to make sure I go in there, and that's why you don't play. Yeah. You, know, you get hurt. You can't cheat the game because yeah. the game come, it, it literally will, it will, it will yeah. expose you. What I was saying when Jeremiah first, when we first started talking tonight was I, what, what was impressive about the clip, aside from the actual the knockout, was he didn't take the last shot. Adam, you know, and he could have he could have easily done it and it wouldn't been frowned upon. I mean, it would have certainly been still like a legal shot, but like he did it. He didn't need to to put the stamp on it. That's you know? the difference between an amateur and a pro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can. You, he's present that whole yeah. fight. He was present. It's not like he's just throwing punches because, you know, you've been in there. Your first yeah, couple yeah. fights you throwing in like. They ask you like, "Oh, do you like remember what happened?" You're kind of like, "I have no fucking clue." Yeah, yeah, I have just no gone, idea. Just gone. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you don't have flashback. You look back and like, "Oh, I don't, I don't remember doing that." Like, mm-hmm. damn, I did that. And you kind of like look back in a third or a bird eyes view of it. But like, as you start getting more and more fights in, you get the experience, you get that time in there, then you start seeing everything, and then it's almost like you're fighting in the octagon or you're fighting in the ring is the same feeling we have right here talking on this podcast. Absolutely. And that's it what it should change. be. That's and it's, what it should be. That's when you're dangerous. Yeah. And I've had this question for Julian before. Um, when you are fighting somebody, do you actually have hatred towards that person? No, just don't make it personal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, if you make it personal, like, one thing about it is, like, you know, I'm, I'm real humble in nature. You know what I'm saying? I just naturally am. It's me. Um, and... Uh, I don't really get too like up about anything. I, I use my emotionlessness to where I know exactly what I got to do. So that's kind of what Daphne felt in that fight, you know, because I don't have any type of feelings towards it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like we just right here, we having a conversation. I know the objective. I know what's at risk. I know you want to knock me out. You know, I want to do you the same way. But at the same time, like, you know, it's not about like the rah-rah. It's just about being aware. You know what I'm saying? Being completely in the moment mm-hmm. to where, like, you know, I'm not allowing my emotions to get ahead of me. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times your emotions get ahead of you. But sure. if you do make it personal for me, I, I'm I'm mentally stable enough to channel that into taking you out. So just don't make it personal. I'd rather you not make it personal. Sure. Because it's not, you know what I'm saying? But I can take it there, too. You, you saw what he up. did to someone that he didn't take it personal to. Just imagine <laughs> if he had a personal... <laughs> that, that extra punch or that. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys remember back in the day when uh, Dan uh, Dan Henderson fought... Um, what was it? Michael Bisbing. And Michael Bisbing was talking <clears throat> so much trash on Dan's family, his wife, and then talked about his kids. Mm. Dan, he let that go through. So he ends up fighting. They go into, I think, the second or third round. Dan clips him with that overhand right. Boom. And you can see it stiff-boarded, bisbing. He's falling back. And as he falls back, I swear, this is the nastiest knockout I've ever seen. So he's already out cold. Dan Henderson jumps up in the air, and I swear he had a six-foot horizontal jump. And as he comes down, he's following Bisbing as he goes. Oh, and right yes. when Bisbing smacked the ground, this is actually, he came with and 
smashed up. <laughs> that's the this shot. Is that is that play? The shot? Oh, we lost his. We lost his arm. Punched man. his arm off. <laughs> yeah. Hey man. Is that really the play? I believe. Yeah, it bro. I'm Dan telling you, but he was in the air, and and he even said it afterwards. He was like, he goes, I know that last punch was unnecessary, but you can't talk about my family and think that I'm gonna stop. Right. And it's like, you're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. right. Yeah. And, the same stuff that happened with uh, who else was it? Um, who just had a? I don't want to say Jorge Masvidal to Ben Askren, but they were talking trash with each other. It never really got yeah, personal. Super necessary, it. right? He said super necessary. It was super necessary. Super necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch you you watch UFC fights? You know right? what? I can tell. Uh, yeah, well, I, I know a lot of these guys, man. And um, Izzy, he didn't brought me back into the sport, like as yeah. like, to check it out even more. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't be a fighter and not kind of know of guys. I can't say that I watched as much MMA as I did. Yeah, I was a I was a bigger fan uh, more when John was active. Sure, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of great guys, you know, doing that too now. That's that fighting, you know, what I'm saying a lot of great fighters over there. Um, and and the sport is really it's coming together, man. I, I like Connor too. Yeah, you know I love Connor. Yeah, great, great. What, <laughs> what do you like more? Do you like the entertainment aspect, like the talk that that MMA provides? Do you like the fights? Do you like the the drama? What is it that draws you into the MMA realm? I mean, you know what they they know how to put together a show. So like, yeah, the Trap. entertainment part is really impressive to me because like, Trap. you know, the fighters are the fighters are always good at like. You know, talking, talking, they trash with each other, but like the shows, the shows are always just uh, the high energy. They'll be building everybody up. They just the baddest man on the planet, man. You know, we think you know, and the guy might even lose a freaking fight. You know sure. what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like it's the wave, it's the energy that they're able to create over there. He jumped in uh, cab. It's the wave. It's okay. Oh, what do uh, I do? Know, just, just cancel or whatever. Sorry. Uh, we sent somebody a car. And, oh, uh, and he missed, missed the car. Yeah. yeah. He, he but, doesn't have much patience. <laughs> it's okay. It's not a, it's, it's okay. I apologize. Yeah, um, sorry, man. But anyways, uh, damn, that poor guy's been sitting there for a minute. It's okay. Uh, He'll charge us. So it's the, the entertainment aspect is true because, like, to me, like, I understand if I were to try to box you, I wouldn't do great. Right. But I know if I shot a single leg on you, my chances are so much better. Right. You know, it's it's an art. It's a very difficult art. Absolutely. To where I know that if I'm going to ever call someone out, in my time in boxing, I better be prepared, <clears throat> which we had this discussion earlier. Mm -hmm. Is that the Jake Paul situation? Yeah. You guys already talked yeah, about it. Yeah, but that? go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. your take? Yeah. I like Jake. I think Jake Paul's awesome. I think he's great what he's doing. But mm -hmm. most people don't understand, like, you have to respect the fact he's putting effort into the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 100%. you can see it. Like, he not. First off, the kid actually has power. Yeah. Because... Knocking somebody out is not easy. And Woodley stood it's, in there with the best of the best yeah, on yeah, the yeah. MMA side, you know? For sure. And yeah. I mean, before uh, before he fought Nate, right, I was headed to my homie's uh, house to watch this, right? And uh, he's like, oh, yo, Nate's a professional boxer now. Nate's about to, you know what I'm saying? I said, bro, Nate is not a professional boxer. Right. I said, you're going to see. Like, anybody can become a professional, but to be a professional is different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Joe Blow is a professional boxer. You'd be like, hey, you want to fight? All right, cool. Let's go. Somebody lied to Nate when they had him in there. You can see him hitting the mitts, man. I seen, and you got Jake Paul on his Instagram. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Hey, J Jake Paul was knocking out like eight or nine on a highlight reel. Nate Robinsons. They yeah. all got knocked out like Nate yeah. did. And I'm like, yo, I don't know. This is gonna end bad. I ain't know it's gonna be as bad as it was, but right. but the kid is actually putting in time to like perfect his game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's green. Green as shit. Oh, yeah. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? But like he's, he's fighting learning. other green he's, people too, though. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, um, 
and he's stepping up accordingly for where he's at. You know what I'm saying? But he's doing it on a big stage. What you stage. said this morning, basically. He's, yeah. just, he's yeah. just doing it on a big stage. So like a lot of people are gonna be like, man, that's you know, they, they don't like it because that's they're fighting on smaller venues, not getting paid nearly what he's getting paid. But he's he's giving back to the sport too. Emmanuel Serrano is what a millionaire now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Oh yep. yeah, absolutely. Yo, that's that's dope. For a women a woman women's boxing. They don't get no love, like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. They don't get they don't get the shine that they deserve. And she know? I mean, she deserves so. a lot. And that's the thing, is like Is that look, the you gotta, one that's on Jake with Jake Paul? Yeah, yeah she's at the co main event Kaylee all the time. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a good yeah, fight. That's a too. great fight. It's a good matchup stylistically. Who do you got in that one? You know what? I still got to lean towards Katie just because, um, you know, outside of Krista Shields, who I believe is the best woman's fighter, you know, hands down, it's right there. It's always neck and neck with those two with me. Um, I, I really like Katie's style and just what she does. But, you know, Amanda is Amanda, you know what I'm saying? So we got to see. She's tough, man. We got to see. There's no quitting her at all. And she's uh -huh. always pushing forward. Yeah. Um, I did some interviews with uh, – uh, Kendra, so Kendra Lust, we have our own podcast, and we bring on people. And Michaela Mayer, oh yeah, she, dude, she is she's real, a, man. Yeah. She's a real deal. Her coach helps her out a lot, man. They have a great combination, uh, dude. I'm excited to see her, her up and coming, man. Yeah, Michaela, she's gonna continue doing what she does too. Like I said, there's a lot of great women fighters out there, um, you know, and they put on very entertaining fights. But the reality is, you know, the the sports. You know, don't always get behind them like that. Right. You know, so, uh, yeah, hats off to what Jake Paul did for, you know, all the boxing community. Yeah. Everybody yeah. on that card. New, new eyeballs. New fans, you know. And MMA. As and, much yeah. as people want to say it. Yeah. MMA, he brought, he brought those boxing brings fans attention. over. Yeah. He it's a the smart YouTuber formula well. he's got going right now, you know. He's not stupid. I mean, no, yeah. not you know, yeah. I mean. Oh, he's a business guy for sure. He's yeah. making yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he may not be selling guys, Let's talk about this. I say he might not be selling a lot of tickets and a lot of streams on that on that. This past one, though, that past one was terrible. Yeah, yeah. But it's not about that. It's about the sponsorship that he had, the notoriety yeah. of the eyes. Like he probably made more money off his YouTube by having people on there or the sponsorships extra, right. just the lead the up and deal. all that stuff, right? Yeah, that yeah, extra he's, bonus he's content. His. He's getting his. Bro. And you see yeah. that they bought bare knuckle. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Triller. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. They bought like, the majority stake in Bare Knuckle. They, so they're running Bare Knuckle now. They're uh, yeah. like, come on, like they're they're doing things smart. They're building it up. Now we're doing. And that's another MMA boxing mix right, right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it, you're you're gonna you have to intertwine all this. Connor Connor was the first to create this mixture of MMA and boxing. Well, technically, I guess uh, Randy Couture and Tony James. Yeah. Um, with you, originals. James Tony. James yeah, Tony. James yeah. Tony, yeah. <laughs> Tony James. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, yeah. There's a guy at Tony James that I wrestled with. <laughs> oh, okay. High school. That's why I'm like. <laughs> came up. Yeah, hey, why did I go backwards? How yeah. was it? Did you, you beat him? Tony what, James? No, he was, a, he was a 135er. Oh, okay. When y'all wrestled every time. Because usually like, you remember somebody's name. You know right. What I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you had that competitive. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. there because I always get them. I, well, I get the two mixed up because they literally the same name just flipped. <laughs> yeah. Like, Have you been to a UFC fight? You know what? No, um, me and Mike were supposed to go to one last time, but I was in the middle of camp, bro. Okay. And I'd be trying to sleep, man. I'd be trying to sleep. Yeah. Like, he was like, yo, come out to this. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then Friday got there, and I was like, man, yo, Mike. Uh, gotta... Well, we're going to change that <laughs> as soon as this one steps back in. Yeah, yeah I'm with it, man. It's, I, yeah. I, I, that would be dope, bro. Yeah, it's I, a lot of fun, man. Yeah, yeah especially, uh, you know, well, obviously it's fun when it's at T-Mobile, but even, you know, when they're right here at the Apex, you know, they have a facility right next door here. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, the UFC is literally right next door. Yeah, what, uh, was, what was that fight you was at, man? It was like... Yeah, uh, at the Apex. It's literally... Well, yeah, it's, it was like a hell of a fight, though, the other night. Uh, a couple months ago. 
It was like a, it was like a real bloody one. Like yo, it was. Yeah, it would have they, had to they be went Giga Chikaza and uh, Calvin Cater. That's Fuck. the one. That's yeah. the one, man. We don't yeah. talk about that. Uh, we, we don't talk about Giga's that. Giga's my buddy. Such a great <laughs> Giga lost. Yeah, was, oh, yo, was, God lost? Yeah, he lost. Right. It was his first loss in the UFC. But you know what? It's funny that you just brought that up because I was going to ask you. Remember when I said, uh, have you been tested? Yeah. So that was really the toughest test for Giga. It was a five-round, I don't want to say war. It was a war. It was a war. Um, it was, uh, you know, he... He uh, slipped round one. He was doing good, if you remember round one. I know everybody does. It was a oh, good no, until, I right? The fight. I watched it yeah. a lot. Uh, he slipped, and you know he had a he had a, a, a groin issue going mm -hmm. in, and then the slip hurt, so he didn't really kick too much after oh, okay. that. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't that. That's not why he couldn't kick. Watch the fight again. Tired. Oh, your boy. Your boy. His legs up. No, this is the thing, is that if you watch, Giga does an open side kick, which. I'm pretty sure you, you understand open yeah, stance yeah, and close yeah. stance. So he's an open side kick. They're in open stance. And if you watch that fight again, every time that Giga would switch to his open side, Calvin would switch his stance to always close it to not allow that kick to come through. Because he has to have that open side kick because Giga comes around with his toes around your guard mm -hmm. on the open side. It's, it's easy to hit right here, but when you close it up, he'll jack his own toes up because he'll hit the elbow. Yeah, And then on top of it, he was... Forward pressure the entire time, right? That and that forward pressure, you can't throw. You right. can't throw. You can't set, right? No, you can't throw kicks going backwards. You can throw punches going backwards, right? Yeah. But you can't throw a kick because your body has to turn sideways. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to do that, and so he was shutting him down. Yeah, and since he wasn't able to utilize his leg kicks to set his hands up, he was getting caught. Yeah, and it, it was a bloodbath for him. Yeah, because the most disrespectful thing in MMA, and I, I say this all the time is if you get hit with two elbows standing up. And what I mean, like, if we're in range, you got to sit there. If I throw a one-two at you and I hit you in a clean one-two, yeah. respect it, right? Right. But could, do you think I can walk up to you and hit you with both too of these close, motherfuckers? Man. You're too you know close, what I mean? like, man. You should be getting grabbed or something. Right. Exactly. You know what right. I'm saying? And <laughs> he did close. that multiple times. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. He did that multiple times. Yeah. And then what happens is in, a, in boxing, you can hit hard. I can hit hard. We both have tough skulls. And we won't respect each other because we, we're just going to keep walking forward. Well, in, in, in MMA, to stop someone with that constant forward pressure, you do bone on bone. So elbow to skull. Once you hit that, that feeling is something different, and it will stop you from moving forward. <laughs> yeah. And you'll kind of sit there. Yeah. Okay. And then Giga was trying to move forward. He would get hit bone on bone. And then he would start backing up again because yeah. it hurts. It cut him open. So what are your thoughts on this theory? I think that obviously you always want to win the fight. But yeah. I think uh, when you go through a war like that, I think it can actually be a good thing for you. A, uh, it's hard to stay undefeated. Boxing is a little different, right? Yeah, but in what, MMA, yeah. it's really difficult to stay undefeated. I think it adds added pressure. And I kind of think there might be value with get the loss. Take a war. You learn a lot about yourself. You, you're used to deep waters. Uh, main event, five rounds. I think later on that fight uh, might be... Look at Calvin. Calvin got yeah, embarrassed perfect, by... Yeah, perfect example. By Max. By Max. And yeah. then Calvin just right. embarrassed Giga. Still right. an absolute... Or no, fight. it can kill you. Well, here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing. Like, okay, so in boxing, a loss is a, is a death sentence. You know what I'm saying? You take a loss like Kelbrook and uh, who else? Amir Khan just fought. Everybody was clowning. This was actually a really good fight. Mm -hmm. Everybody had something to say in the boxing community about how shit it was going to be because they both were losers. Right. You know what I'm saying? They both had talks to some losses. But you got a guy who I respect the hell out of, Dan Henderson. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Fought way past his prime, in my opinion. 
you know what I'm saying? But I was I was hating watching some of my guys get back in there that I used to watch in the UFC. But like, you know, the fans don't give up on their people. They really show They're up. They're loyal. And, and they they support these guys, you know what I'm saying? Uh so like, yeah, it's a little different. You know, you could take a loss in the UFC and then come back and still be a world champion, you know what I'm saying? Get your opportunities. Like how many uh world champions they they just had the the girl, you know what I'm saying? She Amanda lost. lost. She had lost before and then mm-hmm. she comes back and beats uh, the the girl who's really good. Uh Who's that? Who's the girl she took the uh, belt from? Uh, probably, probably probably talking about Rose. Rose, yeah, oh, Rose, Rose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rose, yeah, Rose, Rose just and I was watching her. You know, what I'm saying I remember her, Pat Barry's husband or something, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's the Damn. girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember because I was I was training him at the time. Okay. Man. She beat uh she beat somebody. Uh, she beat my coach's wife. Uh, she had a 10 second armbar on her, the fastest armbar, oh, like flying armbar. Uh, uh, kill switch, Kathina kill switch. That's who Rose had fought. Yeah, and she. Fastest armbar. Um, is that Ro- just, Carolina Shevchenko? No, 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 that's Shevchenko. This was uh, this is the girl that Rose beat though. But it was before she got to the UFC. She recorded the fastest armbar. That's insane. Yeah, Why am I blank? Coach. Who is that? Um, yeah, I don't uh, know. It's, I'm just old. The there's so many. There's, there's so a lot many of names, names now. A yeah. lot of names now. But well, you know, I see fights. I see highlights of fights, and I don't even remember if I was there or not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the corner of fighters and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, did I see that fight? And I'm like, wait a minute, I was fucking. Yeah. You see me in the video and I'm like, yeah, I've done that many times. Yeah. But it's yeah. like when you're, when you go to the fights and you're around the fights, boxing, MMA, hell, even backyard bo- or fighting, you know, yeah. they just kind of start blending in with each other. Like yeah. your emotions and attachments are, they kind of like move away from it, you know, like. You go there, you see the fights, you're like, oh, you're excited. But, like, it's not like that first time you saw that fight. That first time your friend was fighting. That first yeah. time, like, you just you kind of learn how to control I, your emotions. I get, get kind of amped up, man, watching the fights. Like, I'd be like, you know, you get that feeling where you want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, You'd be absolutely. like, yo, I want to show what I can do. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting in the crowd. They drinking the beers around yeah. me. I'm just drinking water. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be out there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm we're, we're thinking <laughs> ourselves, wow, we're, we're in the right fight. Yeah. You ever <laughs> find yourself shadow boxing when you're watching yo, on TV? You're like, yo, oh, yeah. shit. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, in oh, the grocery oh. store, everywhere, dog. Yeah. I that, that Calvin Cater, that Calvin Cater fight that you guys are talking about. So we're sitting there watching it, and we're just. Oh man, like <laughs> yeah, you know, and throwing it, and you, and then you know, whenever someone lands, I don't know if this happens in boxing as well, but like MMA, they we do it all the time. When someone lands like a big punch, yeah, like a powerful kick or punch, you're just like, oi, yeah, like, like the Thai style, yeah. yeah. So like we're sitting there, and the whole house like is in sync. We have friends there that don't really understand right. like yeah. what's going on. Culture yeah. is different. We're sitting there just watching, and then all of a sudden you just hear all the fighters say yeah. oi, and all the people that. Don't know really much about fighting. They're like, "What are they saying? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> how are they so in sync?" And then afterwards, they ask us, "Like, yeah, I don't get. How are you guys in sync? Like, how did you know when to say this? Like, bro, it's when they land a clean shot. Yeah, that's like, oh shit. Like, nah, it's the please. fight. It's the fight culture, man. You yeah. Know what I'm saying. Speaking of your, your corner, is Kevin in town? Kevin, Kroom? Kroom? yeah, Kroom's uh, Tim, corner and Tim. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, K. Kroom, man, he's the best. So, will you watch the fight tomorrow? Tomorrow night, uh, Masvidal yeah. and Covington. Yeah, you know what? Um, and not, like I say, I'm pulling for Masvidal. You know, three hundred five in the house. You know what I'm saying? Go. So like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out yeah. for sure. Where are you from? I'm from Oklahoma. You're from yeah, Oklahoma? I'm from Oklahoma, but you know what I'm saying? I get around. You know, what I'm excuse saying? me, I've one been, I've been in a lot of places. I'm with that. Yeah, where do you train out of? Yo, so I'm at a uh, Floyd Mayweather's gym right now with uh, oh, Coach Otis oh, over there. Yeah, okay. So that's where I've been at for about seven months. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Padman? 
Yeah, I would buddy. come through. Yeah, he'll come through yeah. the gym all the time, holding mitts for everyone. Okay, where you at, dude? Oh, well, I I live in Kansas City now. I oh, used to okay. train over at Syndicate. Okay, um, and he's worked with a lot of the guys out of there, yeah, a lot yeah. of the MMA guys, and yeah, dude, that that dynamic in that gym is incredible, man. I would love to. I would just love to spectate. So Ellie sat back, good friend of mine. He yeah, tells me good, a lot of good stuff. Good dude of mine. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Ellie, that's the homie. Man. Oh, I mean, Shout he's real Ellie. good. He's real good. He does great interviews, man. He he's helped me out with a lot of things and guided me in the right way. Great guy. And uh, he tells me some cool stories and and fun things about that. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like, um, I, I think the gym is different from what uh, I remember it being before I got there because you know when Floyd was active. It was, a, you know, a real madhouse, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had the, the gym wars and stuff. We still get down, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the sparring and stuff, uh, you know, but it, it has, like, it has its own pace. Yeah, it has yeah. its own pace now, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a bit different, but like I say, sparring still gets up, you know what I'm saying? We still we still get down. You, so, this is another thing. So, at MMA, like, when I'm sparring someone, I don't go 100% because I can't. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I could cut somebody. We're in smaller gloves, or we train Which smaller working gloves. On, yeah, yeah, and we're going shots and stuff. So it's kind of like we're we're it would be like a flow spar to you. Yeah, we still land, but nothing too disrespectful. But you know, I feel like sparring has been different everywhere I went. You know what I'm saying? So like, whenever I'm down um, there sparring with like Frank Sanchez and them, like we turn up. You know, it's pretty heavy sparring. Uh, and when I sparred with Tyson Fury, you know that was that was like real hard work. And then, like, then you had, like, some people that are, like, more, like, in that teaching realm, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of the sparring I've done out here in Vegas has always just been really hard sparring. Yeah. You know? um, but, that you know. Cultural still, that it goes into the MMA gyms out here as well. That, uh, dude, my, my buddy I've trained with, I left two years ago to go to a different gym where the, the, I feel like the coach is way more dynamic and way more instructional and has a purpose and teaches you Exactly Best how thing to you did for your career. That's what you need, man. Yeah. You know, it can't always just be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go hit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have, what I know is what Canelo and those guys do, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a private gym for one. So mm -hmm. it's like a real family atmosphere when they go out there. And I mean, yeah, we, we spar hard, you know what I'm saying? But then like there's, you know, drills and stuff going on too, or you have them working on something. Like, hey, I want you to do this today, you know? And there's that plan in place, you know? So like, right. to be great, you know, you have to do professional stuff you know what i'm saying you can't just go in there and you know think you you're gonna get you're gonna grow a lot but then you could run the risk too of like something going wrong too uh oh. so like you know you you have to know what you're walking into like i tell people all the time you know be careful when you spawn out here in vegas because you just might you know lose your lose your neck or something you know what yeah sure uh, sure absolute truth like that's here in Vegas, man, there's people that will go way harder than this. Like, uh, for instance, we'll go Sean Strickland. Yeah. You see these videos of him. He's sparring. Balls he's, out. He's going balls out with yeah. MMA gloves. We're talking about four ounce to right. eight ounce gloves, and he's punching them like he has 18s and this throwing the knees. Ball headed dude? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And yo, he doesn't stop talking yo, the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yo, I know He actually guy. was cheering yeah. on Jack Hermanson, right? Yeah. Is that uh -huh. Hermanson? Hermanson? Yeah. yeah. He was like, come on, in the, like, the last like minute, come on, Jack. You're come on, Jack. You can do this. Come on. You know, and it's like, yeah. but I don't think he even means it disrespectful. I think he's just like. He does that. He talks. He he's talks just having the fun. He's just. The problem, no, the problem so. is, the problem is, is that you won't talk when someone's in front of you that can fight you. Right, and mm -hmm. the thing is, is that you have to understand he's fighting a lot of people that don't, they don't box. They're right. re they're wrestlers, but they don't shoot either. Yeah, yeah. you know they're hoping yeah. that you'll try to wrestle them. If you don't wrestle them, yeah. then they try to strike you and they, they get outstruck. They don't know. Look, 
Strickland has a great jab. Yeah. He's decent boxing. Like, yeah. That's it, you know, but it's, outside of that. It's funny you bring that up. My pet peeve with a lot of the MMA fighters is they don't use the jab. Like, they don't even have a jab. They don't even utilize the one-two as, like, basic, just as the cornerstone to set things up. Why is that? You know, my, my take on it, you know what I'm saying, the sport is progressing. That's one thing. It's hard to watch, you know, when you're watching from a boxer standpoint yeah. because you think about boxing things, you know. Right. But they have a reason why they stand a certain way to take take down the fence and kicks yeah. and other things they have to worry about. And, uh, you know, the surface area of the glove is smaller. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of the coaches were, like, in the beginning, they were like, hey, you know what, I'm a, this is how you throw one, two. Put that out there. That's okay. Now you got your boxing, and then they move on. You know, because <laughs> yeah. like you have you have so many things that you know. Okay, now you got to make sure you're not getting sure. choked from the back. You know, right? So you have so many things to cover that these guys, and especially let me tell you about coaches, man. You know, not my team though. Of course, you know. <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> to be, yeah, 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 yeah. not my team. Of let course, let me preface it by saying, not my but, guys. <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying, coaches. Like to be one-stop shops. Yeah. So could you imagine, you know, going to a guy saying, hey, I, I need you to train me. And now he is your boxing coach, wrestling coach. Did right. Did, you know, he has all these backgrounds, you know. So that they they have progressed as a sport. Um, as far as you see guys now using a little bit more head movement, setting things up better. Yeah. You know, but they call it striking. They don't call it boxing. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, and, yeah, so like I say, it's two different sports. They call it striking. It is. Call it's, boxing. It's true. It, it, it's very true. Yeah. I mean, like. Look, I cannot go in there. I cannot go in there and box. Right. I, like, I want to box. I think it's so much better mm -hmm. than fucking grappling and stuff. But my, in order to be a good boxer, I needed to start 15 years ago. Right. And I'm not going to go down that path. Now, don't get me wrong. As I progress in MMA, I'm going to call someone out. I'm going to try to get my money shot. You know what I mean? Well, I don't give a fuck. We get right. a million, dog, knock me out for less. I don't give a uh -huh. fuck. You know, these are Connor making 100,000. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. But that's the thing is like, in, like, I thought it was the greatest thing is leaving, you know, Vegas and going into Kansas City. We do utilize the jab more. The jab is one of the biggest things that help build up and, if you watched, if you watched my last fight that I fought, I probably threw, I threw uh, two hundred and like sixty something punches yeah. in a round. And Was a your half. last fight Sam? Yeah, Sam. Okay, and then majority of them were jabs. That's what's up. And if you sit there and Yo. you see, I kept jabbing, boom, kept jabbing, boom. and then that yeah. jab drawed something out, and then I was able to to go there. And, and like again, when I sparred my friend that I hadn't sparred, and you know, I spent majority of my career with when I was out here, and then I hadn't sparred him for two and a half years. Come back, I spar him, and this guy, this guy's like the Matrix. Like you, it's so hard <laughs> to touch him. He 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 was brought in to help Forrest Griffin train for Anderson Silva. So that type of oh, movement, yeah. he can slip. He did kickboxing. I think he had um, seventy-five kickboxing fights. Like he, he's had a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was able to hit him a lot more now than I used to be able to. And he was like, I just couldn't get your timing. I didn't understand what you were doing. Yeah, and. You also you start playing the game of like leaning in a little bit more, making them think you're closer, and then when they come in, you draw that that two out, you draw their power out, and they overreach, and then you capitalize and counter right on top. And and he was just like, yeah, I just I never seen, I never thought about it. Right. No, like I say, that some things you know what I'm saying are just that simple. You know what I'm saying. A lot of fighters MMA could benefit from some something as simple as the jab which is like, you know, universal. I don't care, like it's gonna set everything else up. 
but you know you do have to just be more mindful of the other things so that's usually what happens and that's why they probably neglect that stuff because you watch an MMA fight and um, these guys like there will be zero head movement like you you would see like uh, this guy's head is only in one spot so like you know they're th- both throwing these hella hellacious bombs yeah. eventually one of them is going to connect because you don't have to like you know vary or think about where you're throwing it like if I know this guy's head is up here I'm going to close my eyes Throw up here and boom, I might connect with something. You know right. what I'm saying? I got a high chance of doing that. But you know, uh, Calista Shields, you know, she lost uh, her third or fourth MMA bout. I think third. Um, but you know what? She just wasn't ready for the other side of MMA at that point. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But hats off to her. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, she was doing really well on her feet. But you know, you can't just go in there with just the mentality of only boxing this. So I, you never hear me saying like. Oh yeah, but I, I have a wrestling background. I have a, you know, I know I would have to adapt my body to be ready for the MMA world if I was yeah. ever to think of that though. The you thing is, like, the number one thing if you have a solid jab and a heavy jab, yeah, to stop that heavy jab is throw a calf kick because you have so much weight on your lead foot. You hit that calf. You don't have to hit it hard, man. And all that weight and all that like that little bit of tissue that's there, there's not a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. When you hit that, dude, your leg starts going, and that calf, you can't put weight on it, and <laughs> your jab is gone. Yeah. That's true, man. But that's also, true. the best way to utilize your jab <laughs> is you use that leg kick. Right. Sometimes you throw the leg kick, or the, the calf kick, it. and you hit the jab. And yeah. sometimes you fake the kick, and then you hit the jab, and it just keeps on opening up. And you just have to, you have to use, in order to attack his head, I can never, I promise you, if we sat here... You guys paid me $100 every time I fucking touched him in the face. And he couldn't throw back to me. I bet you I could never touch him. I bet you he can move left and right. <laughs> and I'm being honest. I bet you I can't. I'll tell you that. Straight yeah. boxing. Straight yeah. boxing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, since we being honest, let me tell y'all something, man. So, like, when I was getting ready to start my amateur career, I tried MMA, right? But then I sat on the couch for a little while, went back, said, okay, you know what? Let's get this boxing going. Now, I was still in a little small town called Muskogee. I couldn't get a, a boxing match, you know, as an amateur. Yeah. And so then uh, I get a phone call about taking a kickboxing match. And I'm a fighter, man. I love to fight. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to take this kickboxing match. Fuck it. Like, let's just do that. Because I want to fight, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be my first one. So, um, you know, I went to my, my coach who was an MMA guy. But he was. I told him I only wanted to box. Then I was like, yo, I'm going to probably do this, this kickboxing um about and he was like okay cool you know what i'm saying what actually i didn't even tell him what happened was i showed up that day and because he was mma coach he was practicing leg kicks and like i was like well i'm gonna just stick around so i'm practicing leg kicks with this little kid right you know what i'm saying not little kid he's like 16 maybe 17 and i got the little uh the crash bar little uh pad on my leg and he's just wop thumping wop and i'm thumping back wop well i went to walk up them stairs man <laughs> yo i walked up them stairs bro and I was like, yo, I, 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 I like, I called this lady Dorothy. I said, yeah, I'm not going to make that fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, we talking practice, right? We practicing with a shield. So, like, that's where, you know, my ego, because I got a big ego, right? That's where it went out the door. And I was like, yo, you have to be prepared, you know what I'm saying, to take these. I, could, I, I knew I was going to win in the stand-up area. But if this guy sure. would have started cracking on my leg, and my legs ain't conditioning for that. Yeah. I had a little boy got me limping up these stairs, man. With a, with a pad on my... i like, nah, this is yeah. sick, bro. It, it's, it's one thing... <laughs> it's not good. I, the first time I ever had... <laughs> yeah. We had to hold 200 kicks. 
And that person hit 100 one side, 100 the next side. We yep. hold it, and we're switching and doing all that. At the end of it, I know exactly that same feeling. It was the first time I ever held for that long. And through the pad, you feel it, and you can barely walk. Your, your legs are tight like as if you just, you know, squatted, you know, all day long. And you can't sit down or you can't stand up. And that's the thing, like – I know that my legs over the years have been conditioned. I know my role. I know that if I ever fight him, I'm like kicking his damn leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kicking his calf. You know what I mean? I'm not going to attack his upper body because there's no way I'm going to reach it. Right. But yeah. I may kick his leg so it drops his hands down so then I can try to touch him. Right. But in there, it's still, it's still I'm going to keep kicking because my leg is longer than his reach so I can stay the fuck away from him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to have a long career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as I stop him yeah. from walking towards me, I'm good. That's it. Mike, I got to give you props, man. You're two for two. You not only know how to pick uh, winners in the ring, you know how to pick uh, great people outside the ring. It's so obvious. Uh, the class, uh, you know, you're, you're humble. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to do big things in this sport, I think, inside and outside the ring. You just got that, that it factor, you know. Good charisma. Yeah. Yeah, good character. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it, Thank man. You. And uh, let's definitely uh, go to a UFC fight yeah, when Julian steps back well, in, man, all right? I'm down, I'm down. You're, yeah. Well, yeah, you better be. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> be there, too. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll do it, and I'll come to one of your fights, man. I'll hey, love to see that. Solid, yeah. Solid. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, and let me know whenever. I'll, I travel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, thank you so thank much you for so coming much, in. Yo, appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Have a good uh, one, brother. Uh,